Hey, Granville Chapel youth, welcome back to our podcast, 40 Days with Jesus. Here we are in the week of Easter, Holy Week, and I'm going to do one more episode that this Bible reading plan is calling Jesus and the Outsiders. It's from Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37. It's a very famous story. It's the Good Samaritan. And I feel a personal connection to this story because I've been in that region where the story likely happened. So I really feel it when I read it. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a minute. So for now, what I want you to do is grab your Bible and open it to Luke and let's get into it. Okay, so here we are in Luke and just like in many passages of the Bible, Jesus is moving around ministering and a religious scholar comes up to him to trick him. They're always looking for a way to sort of set Jesus back. And so this man, this particular day, comes to what the scripture says to test Jesus. And he says this, Teacher, what do I need to do to get eternal life? And as Jesus often does, he answers with a question to get what's in that guy's head. So he says, well, what's written in the law? How would you interpret it? And then this scholar, as he would, answers from the Old Testament using two verses. First, from Deuteronomy. And he says this, that you love the Lord your God with all your passion and all your prayer and muscle and all your intelligence, and that you love your neighbor as well as you do yourself. I'm reading from the message here, and I really like the way he breaks it down and uses those words. So then he goes on and he quotes from Leviticus 19. That's where we get the love your neighbor as well as yourself. So he puts those two passages together and Jesus says, good answer. Do that and you'll live. So the guy could have stopped there and walked away with a hot tip from Jesus. But as the message says in verse 29, says, looking for a loophole, the scholar asked, and just how would you define neighbor? So this is where it gets interesting. Because as Jesus often does, he responds to a trick. He knows what the guy's up to. And he turns to a story, like a parable. So in this particular story, I'm just going to read it from the message because I love how it's written. Verse 30. Jesus answered by telling a story. There was once a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. On the way, he was attacked by robbers. They took his clothes. They beat him up and went off, leaving him half dead. Luckily, A priest was on his way down that same road. But when he saw him, he angled across to the other side. And just then, a Levite religious man showed up. He also avoided the injured man. A Samaritan traveling the road came on him. When he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him. He gave him first aid, disinfecting and bandaging his wounds. Then he lifted him onto his donkey, led him to an inn, and made him comfortable. In the morning, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take good care of him. If it costs any more, put it on my bill, and I'll pay you back on my way back. What do you think? said Jesus. Which of the three became a neighbor to the man attacked by robbers? the one who treated him kindly, the religious scholar responded. Jesus said, 
go and do the same. So like I said, I love that story. And just for a moment, let me indulge me for a moment. Let me tell you where I was able to visit. It was last year in Palestine when I visited with InterVarsity to the student movement there. They took us to a place called Wadi Kilt. A wadi is a place in the desert where natural water springs up from the ground and rainwater collects. So in a super dry and hot place, a wadi is literally survival. But what the water does is it in this sort of the, the rocks and the hills, it carves water, uh, carves where the water runs a uh, path. And so in this particular area, there's lots of sort of curving paths through the rocky, craggy hills. And uh, there's a main one that goes from Jerusalem to Jericho, about 30 kilometers. So you could walk there in a day, a long day. So the day we were taken there, it was hot, 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 like plus 40. I think our friend Nader and Mahdi were maybe trying to end us. No, I think they were just trying to show us a good time, but we barely survived. It's one of those walks I'll never forget. It was hot. It was dusty. It was rocky. So when I was there, I could easily understand how a person could get hurt and you'd be totally on your own. Or you could get attacked. There's plenty of little caves and cracks for robbers to hide, and it would be the perfect site to ambush someone. Think of Tatooine when uh, Luke Skywalker gets attacked by the sand people. It literally looks like that there where this story happened. So back to the story, um, as Jesus tells it and as the message translates it, I love how uh, it says this, luckily a priest was on his way down the same road. So here we have this poor man who's been beat up and attacked, a Jewish man, and luckily a, a Jewish religious man comes down, a priest a man who we'd think is devoted to God and would love to help others. But perhaps this one is a religious man, but maybe not a godly man. So both the Levite and the priest, it says, angled across to the other side, leaving the man for dead. And then the story, into the story, we get the Samaritan man. So a third man comes and finds this man bleeding and hot and, and nearly dead. So what you need to know about the Samaritan is uh, in Israel at the time, they lived in the north part and they were these hated foreigners who were half Jewish from their history, but also half um, other, half um, from other people groups. And so they had different religions, different customs, and sort of a blend of worshiping Yahweh and other gods. And so the, the religious Jews uh, did not, not like these people. So you have to, I don't know if you can imagine people groups in our world today. So think uh, the way Koreans and Japan typically feel about each other because of what happened back in the war. You might think of another group, but think of people that hate each other. And so here you go. The Samaritan man, the hated enemy, unlike the priest or the Levite, when he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him. And it says he gave first aid. He used oil and wine and he disinfects the wounds. He loads them on his donkey. And when I was reading this with my kids, uh, we looked at what the man pays. He gets to an inn and it says he gave him two silver coins, which my Bible note said is about two denarii, which is two days wage. So how much do one of your parents make in a day? $200? That would be very average. So maybe this man parts with $400 for a total stranger, for someone who belongs to the group that hates him in Israel. 
the Jews. But he gives these $400, which at an inn at that time would care for a man for two months. And he says, when I come back, if there's been any other charges, I'll pay you. So this man has been badly hurt, two months recovering in an inn. And this, this man, this Samaritan, will never know his name, uh, promises more. When I return, I'll pay the bill. So again, at the end of the story, remember Jesus is telling a religious Jewish man this story to illustrate. He says to the man, what do you think, religious man? Which of these three became a neighbor to the man attacked by robbers? So Jesus is brilliant. He flips it. Because the religious man at the beginning says, okay, who's my neighbor that I have to love to gain this internal life? And Jesus tells a story and says, who became a neighbor to the man attacked by robbers? So here's a couple things I think Jesus wants us to know. Number one, it's definitely a story of people helping each other. Jesus is telling that religious man and he's telling us, he says, who's an enemy in your world that God is calling you to be a neighbor towards, no matter how they treat you? Who are you meant to be a neighbor towards? But secondly, Jesus is always and uh, often illustrating a story about himself because this story, I think, highlights Jesus as our neighbor. You see, we're that person on a road, uh, dusty and hot and attacked and left for dead. And when, when we were in that condition, it was Jesus who gave us his selfless love on the cross. It was Jesus that found us and bandaged us and saved us from certain death. So as we end, as I, as I do, I have a question for you. My question is this, who is God calling you to be a neighbor towards? Who is he calling you to love and to help as your expression of your love for God, even if it costs you a lot of money? Think of someone especially who, who feels like an enemy. And I don't know, maybe cooped up in your home right now, maybe that feels like a family member. Love them as your neighbor. Uh, maybe it feels like someone in your neighborhood, someone that might make you sick, will find a way to love them as a neighbor. And now I want to turn to a prayer. Let's pause and let's thank Jesus that he was our neighbor. He rescued us when we were dead by the roadside, when we were sick in sin, when we were beat up by our enemy Satan. He paid our debt. He restored our life. This, this love of Jesus, this is what we're all about. This is the meaning of Easter. This is the foundation that our church rests on. Well, there you go, people. I hope that you've had a good day so far. I hope that you've read scripture today. And I hope that this scripture and this, this prayer and these questions speak to your heart as you go about your day during this pandemic. Be encouraged. Jesus is with us and he's calling us to be the neighbor of the world around us. And he's calling the world to know that he has been our neighbor. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great week. Holy is your